Welcome to episode 14 of the People Podcast. It's the 1st of December, and it's also the first episode of the show where I'm not going to be conducting an interview with someone. Allow me to explain. Ruth's Chris Steakhouse is easily one of the most popular restaurants and steakhouses in the entire world. They have over 150 locations worldwide, and most people that I know have either heard about it or have eaten there. However, I can't be the only person that's looked at that restaurant and thought, why is it called Ruth's Chris Steakhouse instead of Ruth Chris's Steakhouse? I mean, if I was going to open a restaurant, I would never call it Brian's Banifatemi Steakhouse. I'm going to call it Brian Banifatemi Steakhouse. First of all, I would never really open a steakhouse because steak's not my thing, but my point remains the same. So I started to look into it because I had to know the answer. Why does such a popular and prominent steakhouse have such an interesting, unique name? Through my research, I discovered Ruth Fertel, the woman who's responsible for Ruth's Chris Steakhouse being what it is today. I knew right away I have to interview Ruth on my show. But unfortunately, Ruth passed away about 20 years ago. So I thought, what better way to celebrate her life and legacy by sharing her story on the People podcast? Obviously, I would love to talk to Ruth in person or on the phone and hear her stories about how she was able to build this steakhouse from the ground up into this big business that is today. But just because she's not with us anymore and not able to join the show herself, I still wanted to highlight her life and still wanted to highlight her legacy through research, stories, anecdotes, and all these things that I was able to find online about her. I compiled these anecdotes from a variety of sources, whether it was Business Insider, CNN, or the Ruth Chris website. The more I read about Ruth Fertel, the more interested I became. And I'm just so engrossed in this story that I knew I had to share it one way or another. So here we are, episode 14 of the People Podcast featuring the Ruth Fertel story. Let's start in 1927 when Ruth Fertel was born on February 5th. She grew up in Happy Jack, Louisiana, which is a small community about 20 miles from New Orleans. Now, if you've never been to New Orleans, Louisiana, you're missing out. It's one of the most fun places to go in the entire world. Bourbon Street is crazy. They got a Raising Canes. They got the Saints, Pelicans, you name it. But as for Ruth, her mom was a kindergarten teacher, her father an insurance salesman. Her family was from France and instilled a love for cooking in her at a very young age. Now, Ruth is what you might call a genius, and I'm not just saying that because she built her steakhouse business into a worldwide phenomenon. Ruth graduated high school at 15, and at age 19, she graduated with honors from LSU with a chemistry degree. At 19 years old, I was still in college, and in high school, I barely even passed chemistry. So, Ruth, good on you. After college, Ruth became a housewife for about 14, 15 years after she married Rodney Fertel and had two sons. Here's a fun fact about her husband, Rodney. He ran for mayor of New Orleans in 1969, but finished 10th in voting. But the real fun fact is that he ran for mayor because he said the Audubon Zoo in New Orleans needed a gorilla. And if elected, he promised he would buy one. Despite losing out as the mayor, Rodney did eventually travel to Singapore to buy two orphan gorillas and gifted them to the Audubon Zoo. But back to Ruth, the main subject of our episode. After a decade of marriage, Rodney left Ruth, leaving her to raise their two boys on her own. 
And with little money at the time, Ruth was looking for options to help pay for her children's tuition. Her son Randy's dream school was Harvard, and she knew her $400 a month salary would not be enough. Now, at the time, Ruth was working as a lab technician until one day in 1965 when she saw an ad for an unnamed restaurant for sale. She was looking to buy a business, and despite no experience in the food industry, she ended up purchasing Chris Steakhouse, named after the owner, Chris Matulich. In order to purchase this small 60-seat New Orleans restaurant, Ruth had to mortgage her home for $22,000, but to her, it was totally worth it. She saw that the restaurant had been founded on her birthday and to her it was a good omen I mean what are the chances of that unfortunately what Ruth didn't know is that Chris Matulich was kind of a professor finesser as I like to call him because he had previously sold the restaurant six times and bought it back each time after the new owners failed to turn a profit and after the sale he promised Ruth he would train her but instead, he took all the cash in the register and bounced, leaving Ruth to teach herself everything from cutting the meat to running the front of the house. Ruth was quoted as saying, he didn't teach me beans. <laughs> Fast forward to the grand opening. Her first night open, Ruth sold 35 steaks at $5 each. But get this, she butchered each of the steaks herself by cutting through the bone with a hacksaw collapsing on a mattress after butchering each 30-pound loin. Talk about determination, am I right? People say they would do these kinds of things to make their business succeed, but it's one thing to actually do it. And Ruth Fertel was doing it. But a week after opening, Ruth realized enough was enough and ended up investing in an electric saw. Probably a good idea. But then disaster struck. Four months after Ruth bought the restaurant, Hurricane Betsy hit New Orleans. The hurricane caused big time damage and knocked out the electric grid. But this is where you can see the Ruth Fertel difference. Ruth could have just sulked and been sad and been mad, but instead of letting the high quality steaks in her refrigerator spoil, she cooked them in gas broilers and gave them away for free to hurricane victims and relief workers. And guess what? The kindness in her heart was rewarded because afterwards, when New Orleans recovered from the hurricane, many of those people became regular customers and she started to become a staple within the local community. I love this anecdote from the Ruth Fertel story because it really illustrates how willing she was to go the extra mile to help others. Ruth also made it a point of emphasis to hire single mothers like herself because she she believed they were dependable, hard workers. Chris Steakhouse was soon the only restaurant in New Orleans with an all-female waitstaff. Legendary. So for about 10 years, Ruth ran Chris Steakhouse as a standalone restaurant and it flourished under her leadership. It became a popular spot for local politicians and celebrities, including legendary pianist Fats Domino. Given the success of the restaurant, Ruth signed a new 10-year lease and was ready to blow this place up even more. But then, about six months after signing the new lease, disaster struck again. In 1976, the restaurant burned down and Ruth was forced to change the original location. However, the purchase agreement with Chris Matulich stated that she could only use the name Chris Steakhouse at the original location. Seems like a golden opportunity, right? Build a new location and finally change the name of the steakhouse to your name. Not so fast, because the restaurant's reputation was linked to the name. All these politicians and famous people and the local community, they knew it as Chris Steakhouse, and Ruth wanted to preserve that. 
So when Ruth opened up the new restaurant, she kept Chris Steakhouse, but added her name to the front, leaving us with the now iconic name Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. I'm still a little upset at this because I think she could have just changed it to Ruth's Steakhouse and it still would have been the same. Everyone knew it as Chris Steakhouse at the time, but I'm confident with Ruth's persona and the special aura she had about her, she could have told all her customers and advertised it throughout town that it's not Chris Steakhouse anymore. It's Ruth's Steakhouse now. But nevertheless, she ended up with Ruth's Chris Steakhouse and it still remains today. The name has always sounded weird to me. I mentioned that in the intro. And it probably sounds weird to you. And it also sounded weird to Ruth. It even sounded weird to one restaurant critic who said it would make a good sobriety test if repeated three times fast. Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. She was quoted as saying, I've always hated the name, but we've managed to work around it. Even as the steakhouse became wildly successful, she never stopped hating the name. And again, that's what makes me so upset is I really think she could have pulled off Ruth's Steakhouse, especially when you consider how much she hated the name. And honestly, I don't blame her for hating the name. (laughs) So what made Ruth's Steakhouse so popular? Well, outside of her amazing hospitality, people say it was two main things. One, she designed a broiler that allowed her to cook her prime steaks at a searing 1,800 degrees. And two, she began serving them on hot buttered plates. If you've ever had steak, you know how good a steak goes with butter. And Ruth even said, the butter melts and mixes with the juices from the steak. Can you imagine anything tasting better? I'm not the biggest steak fan, Ruth. So yes, I can't imagine something tasting better. But the point remains that her methods produce delicious steaks and a bunch of satisfied customers. Now, one customer was particularly satisfied with her steaks because he would drive 90 miles from Baton Rouge to get his favorite steak from Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. But he didn't want to do that anymore. And he asked Ruth if he could start the first franchise of Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Ruth, she ended up granting it. And the rest is history. More Ruth's Chris Steakhouses started to open up across the country, and today there are over 150 restaurants worldwide. Ruth unfortunately passed away in 2002 after being diagnosed with lung cancer in 2000. However, her life and legacy will always serve as a reminder that when you believe in yourself and work your ass off, anything is possible. That's a wrap for episode 14. I hope you all enjoyed this new kind of episode as much as I enjoyed putting it together. Ruth's story has left me so inspired, not just to do more and be more in my own life, but to explore more stories of people from the past and bring them to life on this very show. So if you like this episode, don't worry because way more episodes like this are coming. And if you didn't like this episode, too bad. It's my show. Thanks as always for listening and I'll see you all next week.